Thanks for checking out the YVF podcast today. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are loved. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages you, builds your faith, and helps you in whatever season of life you're in. Now here's Pastor Kevin. Right now. <laughs> Мы с вами смотрели на служение апостола и служение пророка последний раз. So last time that I was ministering, uh, we were looking at the ministry of the apostle and the ministry of the prophet. Я хочу вам напомнить, что все эти пять служений, они важны для нас. And I just want to remind you that each one of these five ministry gifts that Jesus gave are important for us. И все они для, даны для нас, чтобы созидать нас в совершенный возраст Иисуса Христа. И сегодня мы посмотрим на служение евангелиста, пастора и учителя. И первое, что я хочу посмотреть, это служение евангелиста. И вы знаете, что Иисус Христос – это величайший из евангелистов. И Он сам поручил нам, Своей Церкви, Проповедуйте Евангелие всем людям. И его поручение, в его поручении мы видим тоже обетование. И это обетование звучит таким образом, если мы учим то, что он передал нам, он с нами во все времена. И вы должны понимать, что нести Евангелие – это удел каждого из нас, каждого христианина. Но служение евангелиста несут лишь некоторые люди. But the ministry of an evangelist is a special ministry that not everybody has. Евангелист это движущая сила для выполнения центрального смысла церкви, распространения и завоевания души для Иисуса. The evangelist is the church's motivator, and the, he is actually the momentum. To fulfill the central purpose of the church, that central purpose being to take the gospel to all the nations. Я хочу, чтобы мы открыли Римлянам 10 глава и прочитали с 13 по 15. In Romans chapter 10, in Romans chapter 10, verse 13, we read, "For whoever whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how will they believe in Him whom they have not heard?" And how will they hear without a preacher? And how will they preach unless they are sent? Just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things. Я хочу, чтобы вы видели это обетование. Если у вас есть какие-то проблемы с ногами, то Господь хочет, чтобы вы видели, что ваши ноги благословенны, когда вы благословенны. And I want you to receive that promise in your life. 
whether it's your spiritual legs and your physical legs, if you're having problems with your legs, if you're having problems with moving, that God wants to make your legs and your feet beautiful as you carry the gospel. Amen. Evangelist, Greek word In the Greek, uh, evangelist sounds very much like it does in English, evangelistis. Это означает проповедник Евангелия, тот, кто приносит благую весть. And then evangelistis is one who preaches an evangelia or the gospel. В Деяниях мы видим одного очень известного евангелиста, это Филиппа. And there's one very famous uh, evangelist that we see in the book of Acts, and that is Philip. Look at Acts chapter 8, and reading from verse 4, it says, Therefore, those who had been scattered went about preaching the word. And Philip went down to the city of Samaria, and he be began proclaiming Christ to them. And the crowds with one accord were giving attention to what was said by Philip, as they heard and they saw the signs which he was performing. For in the case of many who had unclean spirits, they were coming out of them, shouting with a loud voice. And many who had been paralyzed and lame were healed. So there was much rejoicing in that city. В Деянии 21.8 мы видим, что спустя 20 лет And in Acts chapter 21, we see 20 years later, 20 years after Acts chapter 8, we read in Acts chapter 21. We see that Philip is still an evangelist. It says, on the next day we left and came to Caesarea and entering the house of Philip the evangelist, who was one of the seven, meaning one of the original seven deacons they had chosen. We stayed with him. Я хочу показать вам два первостепенных аспекта евангелиста. I want to share with you now two characteristics that are primary to an evangelist. Мы только что прочитали в Деяниях о Филиппе, и вы видели, что первая характеристика это просто проповедь Евангелия. And we just read in Acts chapter 8 about Philip the evangelist, where, for example, in verse 12 it says, but when they believed Philip preaching the good news, or Evangelia, the gospel, about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. They were baptized men and women alike. So the first characteristic of an evangelist is simply that he preaches the gospel. One thing we see about an evangelist in the scripture is that when he preaches the gospel, the preaching of the gospel is followed and confirmed by signs and wonders that, that go with it. And you need to understand and always remember that signs and wonders are given first and foremost for unbelievers to give them a sign, to show them a wonder that what's being preached is the truth. Of course, that doesn't mean that as Christians we never see uh, miracles or things happen in our lives. We do. Второе. Евангелист наряжает святых для несения их собственного служения. The second thing we see in Mark chapter 1, uh, verse 17 where Jesus says to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And Jesus, as an evangelist, makes them to be evangelists. And so the evangelist 
And it, uh, the second characteristic of his ministry is that he equips the saints to fulfill their personal ministry of evangelism. That's why we see that the ministry of the evangelist in the scripture is always tied to the local church. That the evangelist, he's sent out by the local church. And his ministry begins in the local church. И имея эту связь с поместными церквями, евангелист всегда возвращается в церковь. И его служение впоследствии выводит церковь из застоя, в ревностное движение пробуждения is continually stirring up the church unto revival, that we don't become stagnant in the fulfilling of the Great Commission. It's really important that the ministry of the evangelists always be joined to the local church. Потому что эти младенцы, которые только рождены свыше, они должны быть помещены потом в поместную церковь, чтобы возрастать. Часто мы слышим, как много людей спасены во время того или другого евангелистического круиза. Но более важно, чтобы эти люди были помещены впоследствии в поместную церковь, они оставались вне воли Божьей. But the real evangelists will work with the local churches to make sure that those people that got saved, that they come into the local church and are not just lost again. So now I want to move on and uh, talk about the ministry of the pastor. And I want to read you uh, a funny Uh, somewhat humorous but revealing uh, I don't know what to call it he goes sort of a uh, a poem an aphorism uh, concerning the pastor it, it's called how do we the members of the church see our pastor if he starts the service on time then he's a buzzkill если начинает службу с обозданием, то не уважает верующих. Если читает проповедь более 10 минут, то он болтун. Если он читает проповедь меньше 10 минут, то он лентяй. Если он готовит проповеди, то он не талантливый. He's not gifted by the Spirit. If he doesn't use notes to preach, then he's just a surface preacher. If there's not enough money in the budget, then he's a poor administrator. 
то он слишком жаден. Если он уделяет внимание бедным, то он страдает манией величия. Если он уделяет внимание богатым, то он корыстен. If he pays attention to the rich, then he must be selfish and greedy. Если часто посещает дава своих пригожан стремлен, то его невозможно застать на месте. If he often visits the church members in need, then one can never find him at the office. Если он не посещает, то он равнодушный. And if he rarely visits the church members in need, then he just doesn't care. Если он организует какие-либо праздники в церкви, то он эксплуатирует прихожан. Church, Если он их не организует, то он лишает прихожан общения. Если он долго исповедует, то он заставляет многих ждать в очереди. He's making everyone else feel unwelcome. Если он быстро исповедует, то не отдает себя в служении церкви. And if he spends too little time counseling people, then he just doesn't give them enough attention. Если он украшает храм, то он транжира. If he works to beautify the church building, he's a wasteful man. Если он не украшает храм, то он равнодушен. And if he doesn't work to beautify the church building, then he just doesn't care for the house of God. Если он просит что-то Изменить в храме, то он диктатор. Если он не просит изменить что-то в храме, то он очень пассивный. Если он не клеймит грех, то он ханжа. Если он не клеймит грех, то он не служит правде. Если в проповеди приходят факты, то это обижает людей. Если в проповеди он только намекает, то он лицемер. Если ему не удается кому-нибудь угодить, то он человекоугодник. It's because he isn't attentive enough to them. Если у него плохой автомобиль, он бросает тень на прихожан. But if he tries to please everyone, he's a man pleaser. Если у него хороший автомобиль, if his car is old and junky, it's an embarrassment to the members. And if his car is too new and flashy, he must be stealing funds. Если он проповедует каждый раз, он любит себя слушать. This is my favorite one. If he preaches every Sunday, He loves the sound of his own voice. Если он дает другим проповедовать, он устраняется от своих обязанностей. But if he encourages others to preach, he's shirking his responsibility. Если он молод, то он неопытен. If he's young, he's inexperienced. Если он стар, то ему пора на пенсию. If he's old, it's time for him to retire. Если он умрет, то такого хорошего уже не найдешь. But when he dies, we all say we'll never find a pastor again as good as he was. Пастор, конечно, исключительно предназначен для поместной церкви. A pastor, of course, his exclusive realm of ministry is to the local church. И служение пастора приносит церковь безопасность, силу и успех. He provides for the church a place of security, a place where the church can grow in power and in success. И пастор с греческого языка по имени означает просто пастух. 
The Greek word for pastor that is in the scripture, poimin, means simply a shepherd. Его призвание оснащать, наставлять, и направлять и вести Божий народ. Бог всегда вкладывает в пасторское сердце свои взгляды и мысли о поместной церкви. И независимо от хорошего и благоприятного времени или не так благоприятного, задача пастора – это учить, наставлять и вести, to lead, to supervise, наблюдать, управлять, оказывать помощь и исцеление. И образ пастора в Библии это, конечно, Иисус. Давайте мы откроем Иоанна 10 главу с 11 по 14 стих. In John chapter 10 and verse 11 we read, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who is not the owner of the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and is not concerned about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my own, and my own, they know me. And then in verse 27, it says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Пастор всегда призван стоять впереди. Когда другие просто придут в ужас и отходят. И он никогда не отступает от того места, которое Господь предназначил. Служение пастора прокладывает путь, и он ведет овец за собой. Он имеет предназначение вести за собой церковь. And he leads the sheep after himself. И фундамент его служения это молиться за каждого, за всю церковь и учить Слову Божьему. The в Библии, если мы откроем 1 Петра, я хочу, чтобы ты прочитал 5 главу с 1 по 7 стих. Okay, so let's open up 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 7. Здесь мы видим успешную формулу успешного взаимодействия церкви, пасторов церкви и прихожан. We really see in this passage of scripture uh, a successful formula, what it looks like uh, and, and what it should be like when the pastor has the right position and the local church has the right attitude toward the pastor also. Read it? Yeah. 
in verse 1, Therefore I exhort the elders among you as your fellow elder and witness of the sufferings of Christ, and a partaker also of the glory that is to be revealed. Shepherd, this is the word pastor, shepherd the flock of God among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily, according to the will of God, and not for sordid gain, but with eagerness, nor yet as lording it over those allotted to your charge, but proving to be examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd or pastor appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. You younger men, likewise be subject to your elders, and all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. For God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety over on him, because he cares for you. Я хочу, чтобы вы видели, что это э, наша связь, с одной стороны, пастора, который должен э, пасти стадо, невзирая, э, непринужденно, а с другой стороны, повиновение пасторскому видению. And not with compulsion, forcing people to do uh, those things, but as a leader for them. But on the other hand, that works only when the younger people or the flock submits itself to the leadership of the elders. Сегодня в пасторском служении у нас, как в современной американской церкви, есть одна большая проблема. So there's a big problem. There's an error that we see in modern local churches today. Церкви следуют за персональностью пастора, а не за словом и за Духом Святым. We want to see a pastor who has a big personality. And a lot of this has to do with the media empire that's been created in Christianity. But so people get into a position where they want to follow the personality of of a pastor, whether they like him personally or not like him personally, rather than following the word of God and what the Holy Spirit is doing in their local church. And the Bible does not teach us to follow after the personality of a man, but to follow his example in the word of God and as he follows Christ so follow him. И мы всегда должны помнить, что пастор-начальник для нас это Иисус Христос, и у каждого пастора есть своя глава, это Иисус Jesus Christ is the chief shepherd, the head pastor, and every pastor in every local church has a boss, and that boss is Jesus Christ. Аминь. Следующее. Служение учителя. Учитель. Греческое дидаскалос означает учитель. И лучший учитель в Библии это, конечно, Иисус. The greatest teacher in the scripture is Jesus. Матфея 4 глава 23 стих написано: И ходил Иисус по всей Галилее, уча в синагогах их. 
In Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, we read that Jesus was going throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness among the people. Мы видели с вами, что первая церковь в Деянии, вторая глава, 42 стих написано, постоянно пребывали в учении апостолов. We've already seen in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, when we looked, on this, looked at this example of the ideal church, as we can see this in the book of Acts, it says in verse 42 that they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching. И учитель открывает Слово Божие в простоте, но в глубине. So one of the characteristics of a teacher is that he opens and reveals the word of God in simplicity, but also in depth. Если мы посмотрим на служение Иисуса Христа, то он сталкивался с разными группами верующих в то время, как фарисеи, садукеи, и постоянно обращал внимание, что, зная Писание, они не понимают его. When we look at the ministry of Jesus, so we see many episodes in the Gospels where he's meeting with these different religious people like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And one of the big focuses of what he's saying to them over and over again is that you do not understand the scripture. And that's why you do not know that I am from the Father, that I am the truth. Matthew 29, что Заблуждаетесь, не зная Писаний, не смысла Божий. One key scripture in Matthew chapter 22 and verse 29, Jesus is speaking to the Sadducees who did not believe in the resurrection. And he's speaking about the scriptures, not even New Testament scriptures, but Old Testament scriptures. And he says to the Sadducees, uh, verse 29, you are mistaken, not understanding the scriptures, nor the power of God. Как бы мы с вами не любили собрания пробуждения и действия Духа Святых на, Святого на наших собраниях. Everybody loves uh, revival meetings and the move of the Holy Spirit and worship nights and things where we really feel the presence of the Holy Spirit moving. Но мы должны понимать, что на, на собраниях пробуждения церковь не способна вырасти здоровой и полноценной. Необходимо знание Писаний. We have to understand that just with, with on, only with revival meetings and worship nights and moves of the Holy Spirit, the church will never be able to grow in strength and grow in the wisdom and the will of God because they don't have the knowledge of the Word of God that's essential for that growth. И 1 Коринфяна, 3 глава, 6 стих, хорошо показывает картину, как Господь взращивает. Написано, я насадил, Аполлос поливал, And we see this picture in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, how God uses different ministry gifts and different roles. It says, I planted. Paul was writing, he's saying, as an apostle, I planted. But Apollos watered. Apollos is a teacher. And God was causing the growth. You know that, living on the earth, Имея перед, на, перед нашими глазами всегда этот пример, вы знаете, что если ты только посеешь семя и забудешь об этом, что твой урожай будет очень малочисленный или вообще не будет. Living in a rural community, as we all do, we have this blessing to be able to look at, just look out our windows, even if you don't know anything about farming, and you see a, a living picture before you, that if you plant a seed and then just completely ignore it, 
and leave it there and don't water, then nothing's going to produce fruit. И мы так и видим, что когда приходят апостолы, евангелисты в нашей жизни, они сеют эти семена, и пастыра, и учителя, они потом поливают это, ухаживают за этим. Of the teacher that we receive teaching that establishes that seed in in our lives, waters it and causes it to grow. И часто дар учителя это очень скучно для нас. И вы знаете, что у Павла был пример, что он так долго учил, что даже юноша выпал из окна. And oftentimes for us, the ministry gift of the teacher is something that that sometimes feels like it's a little bit boring for us, or or too much for us. And we even see an example of that in Scripture. We read in the book of Acts that once Paul preached, he was teaching for so long that he went way past midnight and a young man fell asleep and fell out of the balcony and died and had to be resurrected from the dead. Учил о Господе правильно, доказывая из Писаний, что Иисус Христос. You see, Apollos watered in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 6. And we see that Apollos in the Bible is described as a teacher. It says in Acts 18, verse 25, that Apollos was speaking and teaching accurately the things concerning Jesus. Я однажды слышала очень хорошую истину об учительском служении. Что бы ни учил учитель, он должен показывать нам из Писания Иисуса Христа. And one thing that I heard not that long ago that really uh, I think speaks a lot to us about a teacher. I heard someone say that whatever a teacher is teaching, a biblical teacher is teaching, what he must ultimately be doing is teaching accurately the, uh, the things concerning Jesus Christ and revealing Jesus Christ in the Scripture. И Господь очень сильно оценивает учительское служение, поэтому есть большая ответственность учителения и есть предупреждение в Библии. I want you to understand how highly the Lord, what 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 a great value the Lord places on the ministry of the teacher, and how important it is for the church. And we can see that with one extremely strict warning that the Lord has given for teachers. В Иакова 3 глава и 1 стих написано, «Немногие делайтесь учителями, зная, что мы подвергнемся большему осуждению». В Иакове 3,1 «Дело учителей рассматривается очень серьезно». Учитель преподает лишь Слово Божие. И никогда свои собственные идеи или свои мнения о Слове. И вы знаете, что в Библии есть много вещей, когда неопределенно, кто автор, как это произошло, почему один говорит это, другой это. И мы видим в Библии, в 
things that uh, people just don't know, like who's the author of this book, and one teacher says this, and another teacher says something different. Это очень правильно, когда учитель способен показать разные доктрины и дать вам возможность слышать Духа Святого в вашей жизни. So it's very important uh, for the teacher of the Word of God to present the Word of God and to present the various doctrines and teachings of the Scripture in a way that you know this is what the Scripture says and this is separate because this is my opinion of what this this could be uh, but this is what the scripture says and so you need to hear the holy spirit to apply that and understand that and receive that in your own life Библия конкретно нам говорит что есть есть лжеучителя и давайте откроем because the bible tells us that there are false teachers давайте откроем 2 петра 2 главу и прочитаем с 1 по 3 стих in second peter chapter 2 if we open second peter chapter 2 we see that there are not only false prophets, of which we have talked, but there are false teachers. And it says in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1, But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will also be false teachers among you, who will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. Many will follow their sensuality, and because of them the way of the truth will be maligned. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their judgment from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. Я хочу, чтобы мы понимали, что все дары служения, они зависят друг от друга. I really want us to understand that all five of these ministry gifts, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher, that they are dependent one upon another and in relationship with one another, a mutual relationship. И немного понимая, как это все работает, я хочу возбудить в каждом из вас понимание, молиться о том, чтобы все эти дары служения сегодня были явлены для нас в церкви и действовали совместно для нас. And I really want us to, uh, I want to call you and challenge you to a time of prayer, that we would pray that these five ministry gifts would be manifest in, in our local church that we would understand how they work and that we would be able to receive the ministry that Jesus wants to give to us through each one of them. It's very important for the growth of, of, of for, for our growth in Christ that we have this relationship and we be joined to these five ministry gifts. Мое продолжительное месячное учение о Церкви Божией. Не совсем закончить, я продолжу, наверное, после пасхальной когда-нибудь. Но я хочу закончить первым фессалоникийцем. Uh, because I see how important they are for our local church. And uh, I want to continue with some things the Lord's put on my heart, but it's not going to be uh, next week because we're going into Easter. 
But later, uh, as the Lord uh, allows, I want to share some more things related to the uh, strengthening and the growth of our local church. And I want to finish by turning to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Прочитай, пожалуйста, с 12 по 23 стих. Это моя молитва, и, наверное, в этих стихах все вот это учение сфокусировано и благословлено Господом. So please look with me at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Uh, I want to read from verse 12 all the way through verse 23. Because in these verses really is my prayer. Everything that I've been teaching and sharing over the past weeks uh, is included in these verses. And I want to leave this passage of Scripture with you as you pray and you seek the Lord on these things. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 12. We read but we're, through verse 23. But we request of you, brethren, that you appreciate those who diligently labor among you. And they have charge over you in the Lord and they give you instruction. And that you esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Live in peace with one another. We urge you, brethren, admonish the unruly, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with everyone, see that no one repays another with evil for evil, but always seek after that which is good for one another and for all people. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterances. But examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good and abstain from every form of evil. And now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed the message. Before you leave, we want to remind you that if you want to continue receiving updates on new sermons, that you subscribe to our podcast. If you want more information on how to contact us, make sure to check out our website at urringtonvineyardfellowship.com. And we'll see you next time on the YBF podcast. Peace.